And that is uh, Band on the Run by uh, Paul McCartney. Well, Wings, I suppose, uh, is the uh, technical name for them, but it was really Paul McCartney. Uh, it's uh, John Fardy's possibly somewhat reluctant choice <laughs> for the Cold Show Toolbox this week. In case you weren't listening last week, basically, uh, John had quite rightly uh, basically suggested the Plastic Ono Band album for the Cultural Toolbox, which I embraced until he said it was the best post-Beatles album by any ex-Beatle, to which I profoundly agreed. And I said, no, that this album, Band on the Run, is a better album. And I... John Fardy, yeah, I, I still, I still submit to you that it is the better, and one. I stand resolute in my contention that it isn't. So, see ya. No, Band on the Run is a great post Beatles album, and I think it's the second best post Beatles album of. I don't mean of all time. I mean of people who were in the Beatles. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Bob we, Dylan we should give album, we should but, just give passing uh, mention to George Harrison's "All Things Must," which Pass. is brilliant. But yeah. they're kind of interweaved because the phrase "Band on the Run." Actually came, the story of how this album was made is quite interesting. And all that post-Beatles period, there was a lot of strange stuff going on. But the phrase McCartney heard at first was actually from George Harrison in a meeting with the, do you remember the dissolution of the Apple? It was all very messy. Incredibly messy. There McCartney didn't want Klein coming Klein, in. The other trick exactly. did. And uh, Harrison. was kind of vindicated in that as it turned well, out. Well, this, this is what happened. So uh, Harrison had used this phrase, band on the run, and it stuck. He was saying the Beatles were a band on the run because of all this fighting that was going on and stuck in McCartney's head. Fast forward four or five years and McCartney took that phrase because in 73 or 74, Harrison and Lennon started to take Klein to the cleaners, not to the cleaners, but they had a fractious relations with him and said, you know what, he wasn't the guy we thought he was. He's not managing us very well. And McCartney felt liberated. Now you might wonder why I'm saying all this, but Band on the Run that liberation is all over this album. The whole album speaks of a kind of freedom, escape. It does. And it's interesting. It is, and it's very much in keeping with their personalities. I mean, yeah. last week we had that sort of therapeutic Plastic Ono band. I mean, this is much more, he's almost, I mean, there's one song, uh, Mamunia, which yeah. basically, it was safe haven apparently is what it means in Arabic. But it's, it's McCartney almost saying, don't worry about your troubles. Just get on with life. Yeah, and because things had come full circle for him and he was finally feeling happier. And he was finally, let's be honest about it, there was one or two good songs. But if you were back in the mid-70s and you'd watch the breakup of the Beatles, you were starting to think, this McCartney guy, I don't know if he well, can do it. People with forget that back then that Harrison was regarded as the ex-Beatle most likely to succeed. Not yeah, Lennon or no, not McCartney. No, I know. It's strange. And he did pretty well. But as you mentioned, all things must pass. And he had a great career and everything. But of course, in the fullness of time, we do realise that it was McCartney and Lennon who who had the most to say and McCartney's day is still very much ongoing but this saved the expectation that was there for McCartney people kind of thought maybe he was a spent flush yeah, a couple of dodgy albums it yeah. has to be said at the start one or two good songs on yeah, them yeah, and, you know, yeah, Baby I'm yeah. Amazed and stuff yeah. like that but like last week with John Lennon the superior candidate I would suggest this album is Beatlesque in a way. Oh, it's it McCartney well, it's, rocking again. And it's also, know? it has kind of, you know, that sort of Sergeant Pepper concept album. Yeah. I mean, even at the front cover, you've got all these celebrities. Yeah. Parkinson is there. Christopher the, Lee. John Conte, the, the boxer. Yeah. And you also get 
bits of Band on the Run popping of that song popping up yeah, through the album. But even so the on. song Band on the Run has three distinct phases, and that kind of showed up all over Abbey Road, you know, Golden Slumbers and all that kind of thing. So it's very Beatlesque in that and way. It's, but it's moving it on a small bit. It doesn't sound just like the Beatles. It sounds like he's doing it himself, you know. It, I, I see what our producer is doing there. Yeah, he's wow. uh, he's intersplicing bits yeah. of Band on the Run. Who, who would we be in yeah. the whole Lennon McCartney thing? I just we, I'd love to know, you know. You'd probably be Ringo. Uh, <laughs> ow, but, uh, there's no oh, way sorry. back from it. I don't know what to say. Um, what I love about this album is I think it has a stonking start to it. It has yeah. Band on the Run. It's a wham, it has Jess yeah. and it has the most melodic bluebird, which is kind of a nod to Blackbird, basically, in, yeah. on the White Album. Yeah, and, and it's a freedom thing. But let's take a little blast of Jet. To, and, and this became a staple of his live set and still is. I remember seeing him in the RDS about eight years ago. Jet. Good no Nazis rock song, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's funny you say that, and this is where I think Lennon has it hands down, because I do like this album. I almost love it, and it rocks along, and it's McCartney's saving grace. And we haven't even got onto the chaos of the recording. They went to Nigeria. He was robbed at knife Some point. of the lyrics were stolen. Yeah, yeah, cassette tapes. He, he had what they thought was a heart attack, but it was actually something brought on by chronic smoking. But leaving all that aside... The only problem with this is that song Jet, for instance, apparently he got the idea from a Labrador dog that he had called Jet. And when you listen to the lyrics, and I'm an incredibly smart man, as you know, but I don't know what that song's about. Why does it have to be about No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I've made that point to you before when you said the same stuff to me about certain albums I like. But I think when it comes to Lennon's album, you have... All these ideas, you know, he was trying to get over the Beatles stuff. This is all a bit vague and stuff. And look, a great example of this, and it's a song I like, but it's called Picasso's Last oh, and, Words. Oh, yeah, because no, the story behind this is... Well, maybe said, I should tell it. Go on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Yeah, go on. No, no it's a great he, story. He was in Jamaica. He met Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman said to him, can you write a song about anything? He took out a magazine, and it was all about Picasso's Last Words, which were something along the drink lines to of me, Drink to Me, Drink to My Love. Drink, yeah, to you know, drink to my health, you know I can't I drink, drink anymore. anymore. And he sat down and he wrote a song all about Picasso's last words. Yeah. So I just think some of the almost motivations for the songs, you know, and like Bluebird, it, it is a lovely song, but, you know, Blackbird was probably about race in America. Bluebird is kind of about maybe a bluebird well, flying in well, the sky. It's not just stuff, about love, you know? as most songs probably are. You know, this this album has made you soppier than usual, <laughs> you know? Well, McCartney does make me, uh, he does make me a little bit soppy. I just think it rocks along. I don't, I don't think there's a bad song on it. I really don't. I mean, I think you, you, you're you not mad about it. Is it No Words you're not yeah, mad about? I think the I think the opening musical sequence of No mm. Words is yeah, just gorgeous. Maybe, I maybe. really do. Yeah, and it, it, it contains, you know, I don't want to say a hidden track because most people... Or, 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 you know, it's a well-known song. But a lot of people probably haven't heard 1987. And I think that's one of his best songs. It's just 
brilliant and it's he puts on this kind of raspy odd kind of well, voice it's a kind of a showbiz and there's a yeah. showbiz feel yeah. to this album I mean, and I've heard that level as a, a criticism, criticism of the album yeah. that you know the more you listen to it maybe there's not that much depth it's, it's just it's a showbiz kind of album but it was <laughs> wow, trigger happy. Uh, but I, what's wrong? I with guess that? he's the Phil Spector, you man behind the glass. He, he, dr- he drinks less sound. when he's working, only yeah. slightly. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I, you know, I'm glad you brought it to the culture too. Yes. I know I kind of well, you kind of twist the arm, but I'm glad. I, I'm glad I brought it too. Because yeah. it is a fantastic album. It's not as good as Plastic Ono Band. It's better than Plastic Ono Band. Well, according to Rolling Stone, this rated something like 431st and uh, Plastic Ono Band rated 23 in the 500 best albums of all time. So yeah. just I, I would disagree respectfully. I, I know Tom Dunn. Um, it's his favourite post-Beatles uh, album by, yeah. by an ex-Beatle, which is a bit of a mouthful. Something um, happens. The band you 2 could have been. <laughs> that's incredibly harsh. Wow. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. He won't mind. Oh, it's, I suspect he might. Um, That's his quote. Anyway, it's um, it's definitely it was a comeback from McCartney. Yeah. Um, and his best album, when you look over, I mean, there've been other good things, but I think it's really his best solo album before yeah. or since. You know, yeah, yeah. A couple of his recent ones are actually quite yeah, good. They actually. Are, they are. Uh, yeah, they are. They are surprisingly good because uh, there was a few turkeys yes. in between. Uh, okay, let's frog on. chorus. <laughs> yeah, but see, that kind of annoys me. That was a when people say that. That shows the ignorance that is there towards McCartney. The Frog Source was a, a chorus was a kid song. It's like it's like slagging off Winnie the Pooh or something, you know. <laughs> People just don't get it. Like, I anyway, uh, lots of texts coming in, John. Oh, um, yes, divided views, I, I suppose. Much um, like our own. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian says on the same album where he says he doesn't believe in Bob Dylan, he writes what is basically a Bob Dylan song. Lennon was too full of self-importance. Classic me arse. Lennon trying to copy Dylan, says oh. Owen as well. Uh, you can tell a lot by a person by which Beatle they like. I'm with Shane says Maria. Uh, Tony says, McCartney's second album, Ram, is the best post-Beatles album. It's up there with Abbey Road. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. That's interesting. Uh, And he says, I think if Lennon had lived longer, his music would have developed even more. Think of the classic songs and albums we lost. Except Double Fantasy, I think was his last album, wasn't it? And it was a pile of cack, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Okay, well, sorry. The the Yoko bit was... (laughs) The Yoko bit was a pile of cack. Uh, John Lennon by A Country Mile. It means something. Yes, and what I've been saying all along... What, McCartney songs don't mean anything? They don't mean as much as Lennon's in this instant, mm. between the two albums. Okay, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Oh, yes. um, I'm with Paul, John is with John. Sure am. <laughs> um, we're going to play out with, I'm, not, I'm going to say Stonker again, because yeah. it is, there's lots of Stonkers in this album. But anyway, uh, John Farley, as ever, thanks for joining thank us. You. Um, that's our lot uh, for today. Time for me to thank uh, Stephen Jordan, who produced Aidan McKelvey, who researched. Off the Ball is up next. We're going to play out with 1985. Turn up the music and just listen to this for a minute.